show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. So welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. This week I've got something a little different, kind of a little special treat for you listeners this week. Very excited to have a guest slash co-host today. Our normal co-host, Peter, is actually laid up this week. Our thoughts are actually with him. So I'd like to introduce you to Mr. James Gardner, who is the Director of Market and Business Development for MedTouch. MedTouch is a digital marketing agency serving hospitals and health systems across the country. So James, welcome. Glad to be here, Jared. Long-time listener, long-time friend of yours, and very, very pleased to be here with you today. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to Peter and uh, wish him a speedy recovery. I'm not trying to take your job. Filling in a role, <laughs> no friend. Absolutely. Yeah, and now you and I, James, we've known each other for a little bit. We've had the fortune of a meeting in, in real life a few times, and it's always funny how paths kind of come back and forth and, and keep running into each other. So uh, do you want to give our listeners a little bit of uh, background about uh, where you came from, how you got to MedTouch, and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, so real briefly, uh, I'm born and raised in Toronto, so if you pick up a Canadian accent, uh, that's what you're hearing. Um, but I started my career with Procter & Gamble, actually, uh, as a brand manager, so marketing toothpaste and soap and whatnot, but learning the nuts and bolts of consumer marketing done really, really well um, at a fundamental level. Then, by way of grad school at Northwestern in Chicago, spent a number of years in Chicago working for McKinsey as a strategy consultant, then jumped out of that consulting lifestyle and moved to Boston to advance my wife's career. She herself is a pharmacist and works uh, in healthcare. Um, and I've been in and out of technology startups and digital agencies going on 15 years. About five of those spent pretty much in the health space, working with hospitals and health systems on enterprise content management solutions, as well as service line marketing, content marketing, social marketing, you name it. If uh, it's digital and it's in a hospital, uh, I've probably seen it or done it. So you've got a pretty well-rounded idea of just the healthcare system, more than, than just about anybody I know, to, to tell you the truth. So uh, that was one reason I was really glad to have the opportunity to speak with you today. This is the first time we've had a guest kind of get to do rap battle with me. So uh, I'm going to move right into that segment, and we'll explain to the listeners what that is. So we'll move right into our rap battle. Rap battle! So rap battle is our first segment that we usually do, and it's where we challenge an assumption that we feel has been holding back healthcare marketing. 
So it could be on any any topic, really. And we're actually diving in these last couple of weeks. We're, we've been talking more on the, the technology side and how tech in healthcare, how and where it intersects with marketing. And so today is one of those where it's a huge topic. And uh, I can't wait to dive into it with you, James. The assumption that we're challenging this week is that marketers don't really need to concern themselves with the EHR, with the electronic health record, with that entire ecosystem. And rather than just having IT handle everything related to it, we want to dive deep into some of the other aspects, just things for, for marketers to consider, which traditionally hasn't really been the case. So, James, I'd love to turn it over to you and, and just tell me, do you have some thoughts on like marketers and EHRs? Yeah, I love this topic. So broadly, I had three notions of why anyone working in healthcare marketing should at least have an awareness and a familiarity with EHRs. The first one is just essentially career advice, nothing more. Whenever, in my experience, uh, you're in an organization and there's something of the importance and the value of something like an EHR is within a hospital, it behooves you to pay attention to it. Um, and we all know within hospitals, the EHR is absolutely essential to how care is delivered. It's an essential tool that your clinicians are using. And to have ignorance or disrespect for it, I think it's risking a credibility crisis, to be honest. And it's doubly important, given the pain, if you will, that EHRs cause physicians. You know, they're frustrating to work with them, and yet, you know, clinicians can't do their jobs without them. So as you try and gain the respect of your clinical colleagues, knowing their tools um, just seems like common sense to me. So that's kind of the, the, the first theme is just that career advice piece and um, paying attention to what's important to your organization. I think more importantly, if I can get into the second kind of theme, is just around the impact that EHRs have on patient experience. And Jared, this is something I know that's near and dear to your heart, the notion that modern marketing is not just corporate communications. And although that may have been the case, marketing and certainly in hospital marketing years ago, that's a really limiting way of thinking about your role. People like you um, and other thought leaders are thinking much more holistically about the patient experience. And that's everything that's seen, touched, felt, heard, and whatnot during a patient's encounter with the healthcare system. And EHRs, like them or not, are a big part of that. And they can help. Certainly, they do deliver better care, or they help the delivery of better care. They certainly reduce inefficiencies conceivably. And there's even some evidence that patients feel like they're getting a better experience when a physician is using an EHR. But there's a price to all of that, as you know, and we can get into some of that, but it's distraction of your clinicians during an encounter, you know, because they're staring at a screen. It's time lost as physicians are doing a lot of data entry and documentation. And then it's also just the patient experience when they themselves are engaging with the EHR. That could be scheduling, bill paying, appointment setting, and whatnot. And to the extent that experience is good or bad, that's going to be reflected in their experience. And that's going to be reflected ultimately in patient satisfaction and willingness to recommend your hospital. So there's just a lot of importance there that the EHR plays in that patient experience. And we can get into that in more detail, but that would be the second theme. And then the third that kind of jumped out at me was the potential value to a marketer of the data that the EHR is capturing and data that can be used ultimately prove out the holy grail of marketing effectiveness, which for healthcare marketers is a real challenge, as we all know, to prove that that banner ad or that paid search ad not only drove someone to your website, but that they ultimately converted to a patient and created a revenue uh, event for the hospital. That's really hard to do. And EHRs, uh, especially when they're integrated with your web experience, 
can create data that can be invaluable to proving out your effectiveness. So that would be a third kind of reason why, as a marketer, you'd want to at least have awareness and potentially um, beyond awareness, interest and familiarity in your hospital's EHR system. How's that strike you, Jared? Well, I have so many things to digest there and unpack. And one of the one of the questions I I'm wondering from your perspective, how how have attitudes changed toward EHRs? Are you starting to see this recognition that there is some value from our side of the aisle? I'm just curious if things have changed at all. Oh, I think absolutely we're seeing a change. Change comes slowly, as we know, but absolutely we're seeing with more progressive thought leaders and marketers who have this holistic notion of the patient experience that they want to examine and look at all those various touch points. And they're increasing recognition that EHRs play a really significant role. And absolutely on the data front, we're also seeing a lot of interest, especially with the work our agency is doing around real-time online scheduling through the website. That's creating essentially end-to-end or closed-loop tracking capabilities for a lot of health systems and helping them prove out that holy grail of marketing effectiveness. So not everyone's there yet. I'm sure there's a spectrum of people with different interests and different capabilities, but with the leaders, uh, we're absolutely seeing an awareness of why this is so important. Why do you think it has taken so long? What's keeping us from becoming more familiar and and ultimately kind of integrating our our efforts? It's a good question, and there's a number of different theories as to why change comes slowly um, in general, (laughs) but more specifically why change oftentimes comes slowly within hospitals and health systems. My personal theory is that hospitals are a great place to work, (laughs) as you know, and you're surrounded by smart colleagues doing really meaningful work. So turnover is quite infrequent, and you oftentimes have people in roles or in organizations for 5, 10, 15 years. So unless there's turnover and fresh thinking brought in, sometimes that can be an impediment to change actually happening. But more generally, I I think hospitals are pretty conservative in how they approach new thinking. Clinicians oftentimes can be fast to adopt things that improve care, but the teams surrounding them sometimes can be slow for various reasons. That being said, I do circle back to this notion that change is coming pretty quickly because there is a realization that EHRs are such a critical priority to the hospital, and there's so many opportunities of smart marketer to use them to improve the patient experience and to use them to capture data and prove out to your CFO, to your CMO, that your marketing's working. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the, this concept of the Holy Grail? And, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm going there. I've talked with some clinicians who feel like they have been able to figure out a, you know, a reasonable approach to get the EHR to work, you know, where they have been able to try digital health. I'm thinking of particularly uh, folks like Dr. Danny Sands, who's a fellow New Englander like yourself, and one of his patients, e-patient Dave de Gronkart, uh, how they've founded the Society for Participatory Medicine, which the whole goal is to be able to encourage patient and the clinician to interact, and that will include using the EHR, actually sharing it. I know Dr. Santi uses OpenNote to be able to actually turn the monitor and actually share that information with the patient and, and actually walk them through it. Here's the monitor I'm looking at instead of you just thinking I'm ignoring you. Here's what I'm looking at. Here are the notes I'm typing up about our visit. And it's, uh, it seems still kind of like a revolutionary approach, even though he's been doing that and many others have actually been doing that for years. Some have just, you know, been earlier adopters than others of, of trying to get the EHR to work. So that said, there, there are so many challenges to that, but uh, that's why I wondered, you know, where you thought that that kind of fit in with everything. 
I really like that notion of sharing the experience of the EHR with the patient and engaging them shoulder to shoulder. It really strikes me as a great way of creating empathy and opening that physician-patient communication. It reminds me of um, a pilot that um, I believe is wrapped up, but uh, was quite interesting at the uh, Beth Israel Deaconess here in Boston. They uh, experimented with Google Glass as an augmented reality solution to display kind of in line of sight vital information from the EHR so that during the patient encounter, eye contact could be maintained with the patient, trying to break down that barrier of the physician staring at their tablet or with their back turned to their patient while they're keyboarding. All interesting solutions to this problem of the EHR getting in the middle of the patient experience. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of the marketer's role in all of this because there, there are so many aspects to it. And I think that's one of the conclusions, you know, as we, as we talk about all of this is that at the very least, I, I'm going to come back to your first point of marketers being aware at the very least. I'm trying to think of, you know, maybe a, a point or two, like a starting point for a marketer communicator out there who recognizes that they want to get more familiar with the EHR, but they're not sure how. I wonder if you have any thoughts or advice in that front. To get started, it could be as simple as becoming trained on your hospital's EHR and getting login as an administrator. That alone could be a starting point so that you understand the experience of using it in the way that perhaps your clinical peers would be using it. But you'll also get a sense of the kludginess, perhaps, or the poor usability of the experience, which will also help you establish empathy with people that have to live in the system every day. You might also want to work with your IT group to get a sense of the data that's being captured and how you might be able to access that to do marketing attribution, if that's what you're looking to do. I don't think there's an expectation that you'd be able to extract that data yourself. That might be a bridge too far. But having awareness and familiarity with what's captured, how it's captured, and how you might be able to use that as you demonstrate ROI, that also strikes me as a really logical starting point. Oh, I love it. I think those are all valid points. I'm I'm hoping that our, our listeners will be able to pick up on a couple of those things, and we'd love to hear from you, our listeners, if you've had experience either kind of being trained yourself or taking those first steps to becoming familiar with the EHR ecosystem that the hospital health system is, is using, I mean, great direction and great thoughts on all of this, James. So as usual, what we do at kind of the conclusion of our rap battle is we, we usually agree that we've won the battle. And I, I, I would think that today, I, I think after thinking through some of these points, it'd be hard to say that the marketers can steer clear of the EHR anymore. So do you have any final thoughts on this topic? One last thing I would suggest, just in the spirit of getting started with EHR and understanding its importance, would be to look at the experience through the eyes of your patients and create an account uh, on your hospital's EHR as a patient and go in with open eyes, perhaps even supplement your experience as a, as a user with some light usability testing, and you'll soon develop an appreciation either as to how well your EHR has been implemented and how usable it actually is, or perhaps how kludgy, how off-brand, how unusable it might actually be. And that's, again, a very concrete thing that will help you as a marketer potentially make huge improvements on a big part of that patient experience. Awesome. This is a whole new level of rap battle, and I think Peter will agree. <laughs> uh, we've we've <laughs> got some so good battles here today. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, well I, I appreciate your, your flexibility here and, and uh, your willingness to try uh, one, one last little thing, which is a little bit of freestyle. Freestyle! 
freestyle is our other segment, and you're you're being a really good sport here, even giving this a shot. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. I, I feel really good. I know you can slay this just like you did on the rap battle. Uh, but we're going to try a little bit of freestyle, and the topic will be the EHR itself, and so we're going to talk about that from other perspectives. The goal of freestyle is just to think from a different perspective. As you already pointed out a couple of times, James, we're trying to build empathy because that that's one key component of the marketer's new role is understanding other roles and working with other roles, not just from a corporate communication standpoint. We literally have, have other pieces of the puzzle that we are trying to fill in and, and connect with, and that requires, first and foremost, understanding what success looks like for other members of the hospital or healthcare team. So that that's what we're going to try, and so usually what we do, we'll try two minutes apiece. We know the topic is, but we haven't necessarily planned out which point of view we're going to talk about that topic from. So I can tackle this first, and then yeah, if you're up for it, James, then we can give you a shot here, and, and love to give you a chance to try some freestyle. So the topic is EHR, and usually we actually have a top hat. We refer to it as the top hat of marketing awesomeness, which our listeners have not been able to see yet, but I need to tweet a picture of that out, because we literally have a top hat, and we pull out you know, the points of view out of it, so... Let me see if I if I do that here real quick. Let's see. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to unfold that. And let's see. The topic for me, I've got the CIO. All right, so okay. talking about the EHR from the CIO's perspective. So I'll give myself a two-minute timer here, and we'll see what I can do. And then we'll give you a shot if, if you're still up for that. It's a little dangerous, but I, I know you can do this. Okay, so here we go. Freestyle from, this is the EHR from the CIO's perspective. I think the CIO, first and foremost, something that has, continued on as, as the legacy of that role has been the basics of implementation, uptime, you know, making sure from a technical standpoint all of the boxes are checked, systems are implemented, they are running, they are secure, and those are all things that that role still has to deal with. seems like in recent years, because partially because of the evolution of the EHR, that the entire ecosystem itself, I always refer to that, I guess, as an ecosystem because there's almost always more than one actual application involved in the EHR, the scheduling component or communications or the patient portal or other pieces that tie into the EHR itself. It's more than just one application. So I, I like using that term, but from, uh, I guess, from this, the evolving role of the CIO in today's world, there are new concerns and measures of success because now it means a lot to do with the data, James, that you actually referred to earlier. What are they doing with that data? How do we extract it? It's almost always not in a compatible data format where you can just export it out somewhere and mine that data and pull out insights the way you'd want. It is really a, a gold mine of data, but how do we use it and how do we, how do we get out of it? So, you know, an IT team might not have the equivalent of market researchers or business analysts. Maybe they do, but they might not. So they might have to rely on those capabilities from a marketing team. And that acknowledgement, that, that kind of integrated marketing and technology role is something that is kind of there. It's on their radar now, usually. So I guess from my perspective, where, where I was going with all that is just to say the CIO has an opportunity to integrate marketing and technology based on some of the needs of the data that comes out of the EHR. So with, that's all I got. That, that was right on time there. That was a couple minutes. So Great job, yeah, that, that's, the bar high. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about that. But I feel good about this. So if you still want to try this, we can give you a couple minutes here. Uh, let, let me see what other perspective we've got here real quick. So, again, we usually just reach out into the, the top hat of marketing awesomeness. And uh, we need to come up with probably a name for it eventually. But, anyway, let's see. We'll call it a, a perspective. Let's see what we've got. And if you want to give this a try. 
Yeah, oh, the clinician's standpoint. So we'd be talking about the EHR from the clinician's standpoint. Uh, you want to give that a shot? Yeah, let's try that. Okay, so let's see. We'll give you two minutes starting three, two, one. Go for it. So I'm going to channel perhaps a primary care physician, perhaps middle-aged, you know, well-established in the career, who, like many, has had an EHR thrust on them probably in the last year or two. So they're still going through the turmoil of adopting it and uh, adjusting to it. And my strong sense is they're torn as I try and put myself in their shoes. There's a recognition, first of all, that they have to use it. <laughs> but more importantly, that it probably does improve the quality of care, which to any physician you know, is critical. Um, better care and better safety through the HR, that's an undeniable benefit with the potential to reduce costs. So if you believe the arguments that the EHR providers are making, you know, there's undeniable benefits, which I think most physicians would acknowledge. The tension comes, obviously, with the price that is being asked of the physicians to actually use the EHR. And that, I think, is where many would struggle, because there's an immense learning curve, for instance, to actually use the EHR and adopt all new workflows in many cases that's really hard to do uh, when you're established in your career and have been doing things one way for 15, 20 years to completely throw that away and learn something completely different. That's challenging. But then I would think they would also be concerned just about the patient experience that they're delivering. Certainly physicians know the value of establishing empathy with their patients and anything that gets in the way, like a screen or distractions during the encounter, keyboarding, doing data entry, that's going to bother a lot of them because it's going to feel like it's uh, impacting the patient experience and the quality of care that's being delivered. I would think they would also just be very conscious of the amount of time that using the EHR properly requires. It's pretty clear that a lot of physicians are working longer uh, hours because there's so much data entry and documentation that's required in a lot of EHRs. And either that time comes uh, at a time that would be otherwise spent with patients or it's after hours time, the, the effort that's required is real. And I would argue is probably contributing to stress and burnout as physicians are just torn in so many different directions. So those are some thoughts as I try to put myself in the shoes of a clinician being asked to use an EHR, a recognition that it's important and that it's certainly valuable to the core mission of delivering great care. But the implementation and the actual adoption creating so many headaches and challenges and struggles. That's how I would feel. I would say you nailed it for your first time freestyling. I'd say uh, you got a, a bright future ahead. You may want to, you know, we may have to have you back on and try this again because that was pretty amazing. You're too kind, Jared. If I could <laughs> ask your listeners, if uh, people want to stay in touch with me, I'm prolific on Twitter. So you can find me at James A. Gardner, James A. Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Find me on LinkedIn if you're interested or just find me on the MedTouch website, medtouch.com. Perfect. Delightful to spend time with you today. Really enjoyed the experience and look forward to uh, catching up on some episodes I've missed, but also dialing you in for future episodes because this has been an amazingly fun experience. Likewise. Thanks so much, James. And I know our listeners are going to appreciate your perspective and want to keep in touch. So definitely. Uh, and if you want to give us a, another shout out real quick about MedTouch, want to tell us uh, any, anything else about MedTouch? Oh, thank you for the opportunity. We're a Boston-based digital marketing agency serving hospitals and health systems exclusively. Uh, nationwide, focusing primarily on enterprise content management solutions, but more holistically, anything digital, anything that's on the CMO or the VP of digital plate, 
we can help with from service line marketing to social to content marketing, you name it, we can help. Look forward to helping you if you're in a hospital or health system. Fantastic. Well, James, yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime, and our listeners can keep in touch if they want to engage with the program itself. We're out there on Twitter. We're at, at HealthcareRap, and we're also at HealthcareRap.com if you want to check out our archive of previous episodes. So on behalf of James and myself, all of you, thanks for tuning in, and, and check it out next time. And in the meantime, uh, that's a wrap. <laughs>